0: Welcome to the third and goal podcast. Tonight, we'll be having a look at all the news stories hitting the headlines in the NFL. It is just myself and Rob tonight. Dan, unfortunately, stuck at work and unable to um, to make it with us. Um, how are you today, Rob? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Fred. How are you? Very good, thank you. Looking forward to getting my teeth into uh, into these. And probably an obvious starting point with all the mini-camps kicking off at the moment is, um, is Aaron Rodgers. And his uh, well confirmed non attendance, doing everything he said he was going to do. One of his many pre post pre season strops that he seems to uh, seems to have, but one he's following through with quite comprehensively. Rob, what are your uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, Dan touched upon this a little bit last week, and I don't sort of know what to make of it I know the Packers have said at the moment they're adamant that they're not going to trade him um, so where does that leave him you know he can start getting fined for non-attendance is he going to want to do that he's got plenty of money in the bank to pay them I'm sure um, but I just I know he's Aaron Rodgers says that the relationship between the two has sort of disintegrated over a couple of years and you know not giving him the weapons and the way that you know things have, have gone and he's not blamed Jordan Love and says that you know he gets on great with him and he's a great kid but you know drafting him in the first round um last year was sort of you know that they were thinking about move, time to move on not necessarily in the short term but they were starting to turn their attention towards that but I think you know, when they get into the later stages of the playoffs, again, I've touched upon this, touched upon it last week, if he's going to go somewhere like Denver, is he really going to challenge for another Super Bowl in the remainder of his career? And I think he proved last year with, you know, limited resources that he could elevate that team. And and they are a team which could potentially challenge and again, get to to the championship game and and maybe make it to the Super Bowl. Um, So, you know, if his aspirations are to go somewhere and win now, I don't see from what's on the table at the moment that he can go and do that. Um, Is it just a case of, you know, getting out of Green Bay and and playing the rest of his days somewhere else without challenging for another Super Bowl? I don't know, but it just seems strange that for such a competitor, is it a team that's not that far away? Um, and wanting to to get out when you know Denver's apparently his preferred landing spot, and I, I don't see that yet. I don't know what you think to it.
0: No, I agree. I think if you're Aaron Rodgers, thirty six now, is it? You know, what do you want? You surely what you want is a Super Bowl. Where's your best chance of doing that? As things as the map's laid out at the moment, well, surely is staying with Green Bay, and you know. I don't know. For me, he's surely long enough in the two. So say say this relationship has broken down as badly as what he says it has, and say you don't like the options you've got in terms of you receiving your running backs as much as perhaps other people feel you should, surely you're still looking at it and thinking that's, that's your best option because, like you mentioned, what are Denver going to do for Rogers? Okay, you might get a bit of peace, but, but I don't think, I don't know. I mean... None of us play professional. Neither of us play professional sport. But you're not going to look back in five years and go, Oh really comfortable." Last three, four years, going ten and ten and seven or something like that. You might think, you know, you're going to get the championship game to championship games with Packers, like they did. Um, you know, they have done over the last few years, and surely that is, you know, that's got to be worth more than you know. It's not 21. I'm thinking I've got another 15 years with this organization or whatever. He's 36. He's at you know the end of his or towards the end of his career for me it just seems mental the idea of him going but he's following through with everything that he said he's going through so far which you know he's, he's done this to varying degrees before let's not forget that but you know in this sort of postseason, which has been wild for all these big blockbuster trades and all that sort of stuff it, it's just another what another iron in the fire isn't it really
1: yeah and I mean that, what does that leave him for his options then does he retire um, but that's not going to help Green Bay because they're going to have to carry his cap hit as dead money for the remainder of the contract. So that's not going to help them either. So maybe that's what he thinks the leverage is. If I retire and you have to carry this dead cap, then you know, that's going to hurt you more than than it's going to hurt him.
0: For sure, he had such a, he had a very good year last year. Um, surely he's you know he can't honestly be wanting to go out. Well, particularly the way he went out in such a tight game last year, without thinking, I, I can do this again. I can win a Super Bowl again. That must be going through his mind, unless you know, unless his body's gone in postseason, all those episodes of jeopardy have ruined him somehow. Then I can't see, I just can't see what he has to gain with with retirement. I can see what you mean by the leverage, but there's surely no way he'd carry out that. Surely,
1: no, I mean, he's a he's a competitor, isn't he? And he's not going to want to. I'm sure he is not going to want to mm-hmm. retire out of after you know spitting his dummy out and he's not going to want to retire and walk away from it and if he thinks that he can play two three four more years um, I just especially after the year that he had last year I just don't see it I don't see retiring as being an option for Aaron Rodgers mm. um, I might be wrong but just doesn't seem to make sense to me and at the minute it just seems like it's a it's a standoff and it's who's going to blink first
0: mm. So to some round that point up, then what, where do you think Rodgers is week one next year? What do you think he's doing?
1: What do I think? What sorry?
0: What do you think Rodgers is? Where do you think Rodgers is week one next year?
1: <sighs> Green beer.
0: I'm going to agree with you. I cannot see a world in which he leaves, but we'll see. We will see. Couple of other bits then going on and one that's probably breaking your heart at the moment or broken your heart, I don't know, maybe you're over it. But um Julio Titans thoughts. Thoughts from a fan perspective first. <clears throat>
1: uh, perspective, um as I've said previously and said last week again when you weren't here. Um <laughs> I and I've spoken to you and Dan about it before and said you know Matt Ryan, Julio Jones leaving the Falcons and playing somewhere else, and kill me. I didn't want to see it. Mm. Um, but to be honest, I got pretty angry pretty quick. Yep. And I think when he announced on TV, even though he says that he didn't know he was live on air, just the attitude that he had and the turn of his voice, and just saying, I'm out of there, sort of thing, and yeah, it just. It wound me up. And if you don't want to be there, fine, let him go. Um, And at the end of the day, that was the most economical way of us creating cap space. Um, You know, if we restructured him or restructured Grady Jarrett or somebody else, then all we're doing is getting relief this year, but kicking the can further down the years. And with our caps, hell that we're in, we can't afford to do that anymore. We need like long term. Relief, and that was the easiest way to do it without kicking the can further down the road. Um, so I can understand why the new front office considered trading him. Um, I can understand why he was one of the players as one of the you know, sec- the second biggest contract on our books was an obvious choice. Um, but yeah, I'd have been. If things had been amicable, I'd have been devastated, I think. But I think the way that it played out and transpired more pushed me towards, yeah, let him go then. If you don't want to be here, let him go.
0: I think it's pissed a lot of people off, hasn't it, the way he acted. And I think you look at the last few weeks, unfortunately, probably through knowing you, end up seeing a lot of Falcons Twitter and um, Falcons stuff that maybe you like, maybe you retweet. and I follow a few other Falcons fans as well. But, you know, this whole... I think pretty much as you described it, this whole Julio, um, if Julio was to leave, and the the reaction to this initially a few weeks ago in in the sort of emotion and the feeling it brought out in Falcons fans to the point where I think it the ATL UK Twitter was sort of saying it's basically just it went emotionless, it all went a bit sort of very dead and flat batted in the sense of oh he's gone we're gonna have to move on you know. Um, and obviously, he's upset a lot of people. And, you know, in a way, that might make it a bit easier for you as a fan, but it's not a pleasant way for it to to finish off, really, is it?
1: No, and I mean something came out in the news, which I don't know how much truth it is that the Falcons players last year had a nickname for him, which was a touchdown virgin or something like that, because <laughs> he doesn't get many touchdowns. And um, I think what makes it easier as well is you know we know he's battled through injury. Last year he only played six games um, because of injury. We have had him for his best years, and I don't see Julio going out there and playing 16 game, well 17 games now in a season to an extremely high level. He is still a massively talented wide receiver, one of the best in the league when he's fit. His problem is staying fit, and I just think you know he can go to Tennessee. He said he wanted to go somewhere with a big arm QB. And then he's ended up with Ryan Tannehill. So good luck to him with that one. Um, But (laughs) but, um, yeah, I just, you know, I think we've had him for his best years. And, you know, I I can't see him playing 17 games. I can't see him being fully fit. And the jury will will be out there. And the other thing he's going to have to contend with is AJ Brown and obviously Derek Henry.
0: Well, the. uh... The Julio, um, Julio P.R. machine already in full flow, trying to repair a bit of his, uh, I guess his uh, the way he's handled everything over the last few weeks. And AJ Brown coming out and saying, oh, "I love it, Julio, the number eleven shirt." And Julio doesn't want it. He's such a great guy, so on so forth. Julio's is my hero. Based on the game on Julio. So you know they're already getting to work on uh, on repairing his reputation. And like you said, though, how how many, how much is he going to see in terms of game time, not just fitness wise, but you know, like you said with Derrick Henry. Um, obviously going to be carrying the ball a lot, and obviously AJ Brown there as well. You know, he's sort of yeah. It's just it's an interesting move, but then it might be a move that suits him in the sense of if he, you know, he does, he's not as fit as what he was for because of his injuries. Um, it might be a more beneficial move for him not to perhaps be the main man. Maybe I don't know, but um,
1: yeah, maybe. I mean, <clears throat> I think the sort of person Julio is he does seem like a great teammate like when we drafted Ridley he wanted to you know coach him teach him develop him make Ridley the best player that he could be and I have no doubt that he has helped Ridley enormously but Mm. I still think when you look at him when they were playing there Julio still with I mean he's he's one of the best in the game so he's going to have an ego and rightly so he still wanted to be the number one guy so I suppose, you know, now he's got Derek Henry and A.J. Brown. Um, You know, how is he going to fit in there? And will he be content with, you know, Derek Henry seeing a lot of the ball? A.J. Brown getting targets? Well, I mean, he had to put up with that with Ridley, I suppose. But I suppose it's like with the Falcons. We didn't have a run game, so but they do. So how many targets is he going to get? We'll just have to see how it plays out. But I wouldn't be surprised if Julio ends up being more frustrated next year at Tennessee than he ever has been at the Falcons.
0: Well, Rob, well, I'm going to ask you another question. And so you pretty much answered it there with that, that statement. Do, do you think this move, work, move works for Julio in the way Julio expects it to? Yes or no?
1: I think he wants to win a Super Bowl ring and rightly so. And I think the Titans are better placed to do that. They've had to restructure Tannehill slightly to create the cap space and um, I think they're putting themselves in a position now where it's the next two years or they're going to have to blow things up sort of thing with the cap space that they're in. But they're in that area where if things go right for them, they could compete. So it might work out for him if he wins a Super Bowl ring. If he doesn't, he probably he'll probably say it didn't work out for him because that's what he wants and who doesn't?
0: No, absolutely. Well, something else. move on to something uh, all completely positive. No, no controversial opinions to be had on this at all. Um, and just talk a little bit about the two games we're getting over in the UK next year. So one, I imagine you are very excited about and remortgaging your house to get tickets for if, if needs be, and the other being the Jags and the Dolphins, which is also a very exciting game. Um but I mean firstly again from perspective get loads of fans stuff from you today but you must be very excited the Falcons are coming over and uh they got the Jets as well, so you fancy your chances in that one already, wouldn't you? Um
1: yeah, definitely. I mean before we do, the one thing before that, going back to the Julio Jones no, trade course. was um obviously getting a second round pick for him and yep. then trading they're gonna give us their fourth, fourth. in twenty twenty three and we're gonna give them our sixth, is it? Yep. I think. Um, And some people said, you know, that's not great value for one of the greatest wide receivers in the league. But I think what was important for us was Tennessee have agreed to take on the remainder of his contract. So that's what we needed and we've created, all right, there's a huge amount of dead cap, but we have freed up $15 million in cap space for this season. Mm -hmm. We needed that to sign our rookies, which is, is it, seven, eight million or something. Mm -hmm. So that's still going to leave seven or eight million in the bank to, um, you know, sign a few veterans, which I'm sure at this time will be signing veteran minimum contracts. So, you know, if we can get a bit more help on um, pass rushing and cornerback, then, you know, it seems sort of makes sense to me as well to, you know, get rid of him, get that cap space, sign a rookies, plug a few more holes. Um I know if Dan was here he'd be saying there's not enough money to plug out every hole that we've got. <laughs> and I know it's that not, But he's not. <laughs> not, so um but yeah, I just think it's a, it's an opportunity for us and um it's gonna help us in the next couple of years with CAP as well. So mm. um yeah. And yeah, so moving on to the London Games, obviously yeah, I am hugely excited. Um, about the Falcons coming back over. They were meant to be here last year. um, Obviously, that got cancelled for COVID. I am also massively anxious because it's at Tottenham. Um, Tottenham season ticket holders are going to get priority. I believe Wembley season ticket holders will also be past priority for that game. So, tickets might be like um, gold dust, which is, I know, a worry of a lot of fans of teams that want to go there. Um, so I'm just hoping, I've booked a hotel down there um, for the weekend and I'm just praying that I can get tickets for the game so I can go and uh, go and see it.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're two really, really good games, I mean um, from a Falcons perspective I mean, one thing I would say about the Falcons from an outside perspective and not being a Falcons fan is actually a lot of the games were quite exciting, the ones I did see for one reason or another, be it you know incompetence, or be it in terms of both sides of the ball at times, or be it you're quite exciting offensively, aren't you? You know, so um, that's really, really good. I think from a Jets perspective as well. Obviously, Zach Wilson. A lot of UK um, Jets fans. I saw one in a car park in Moon service station. Good luck to him yesterday. But you know, there's a lot of them that must be really excited about you know getting to see this rookie rookie QB who, who probably will be starting. You can't see a world where he won't be starting unless he's injured. Um, so, you know, I mean, the Jets, you'd hope I mean, it's not a bad game for them. I do fancy the Falcons will win it, but again, it's not a unwinnable game from a Jets perspective either. So, it should make for a good spectacle and, you know, two hopeful sets of fans there as well.
1: I just want to pull you up on something. Did you just refer to the Falcons offense as being exciting?
0: I think so. you got Matt Ryan, Ridley, I think, oh, I said I'm excited about Pitts, you know. I think we will be exciting
1: this year. What I'm referring to is Dirk Cotter's playbook.
0: Oh, he's brilliant! Yeah, I can't shame. He went. Is he
1: retired? Is he? Yeah, he's somewhere in Malibu or something like that.
0: So (laughs) as long as he
1: doesn't go anywhere near Atlanta again, I'm uh, I'm fine with that. I hope you're enjoying your time with Dirk. Um, Yeah, no, we should be exciting on offense, but we haven't been. Um, But hopefully, Arthur Smith's going to change that, and you know. Is it the most exciting game for me as a Falcons fan in London? No. I was sort of, you know, because of you, Fred, as well, I was sort of hoping it'd be Patriots. I know that's helping myself up to, you know, a Super Bowl, free play sort of joke, banter, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. I think, you know, when you look at our schedule and stuff, that would have been, you know, a good game to go and see. Um, The Jets... Like I said, the Jets of last year, it would have been pretty boring, I suppose. At least the Falcons would have hopefully won it. But like I say, with the draft they've had and the off-season they've had, they're going to be a bit more of an exciting team. So it'll be interesting to see. I'll just, you know, I'll be devastated. I will be devastated if I don't manage to get tickets for that game. Mm. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see. And obviously the, the other game, like you said, Miami and Dolphins and the Jags, that's going to be a, a good game as well. And Trevor Lawrence yeah, over versus, here. And...
0: It's obviously. It's what? So, uh, Trevor Lawrence versus Brissett, obviously. I think two will be long gone by then, won't they? Week six, isn't it? Week seven. So uh, <laughs> so that will be very, very exciting for Jacoby. anyway. Um, but no, that will be very exciting in general, won't it, Trevor Lawrence? Um I mean, you saw that big, he'll be starting again. You thought it was subject was subject to fitness, wouldn't you? You can't see a world where... He's not starting and, of course, um, ever improving Miami Dolphins' side and a real chance for of this year to, I guess, live up to the hype and silence the of which there were many on both sides of that, I think it's fair to say.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that'll be a mega exciting game for the UK fans, obviously. Both teams have a decent following and there's... Excitement for some strange reason amongst Dolphins fans about Tua, and um, obviously Jabs have got Trevor Lawrence to be excited about now. And um, the Dolphins are up and coming; they're just missing a quarterback. That's all they need. Um, But yeah, jokes aside, I think you know that is that should be a great game, and it'll be great to have it in London, and you know, interesting to watch. Mm, Definitely.
0: So, I mean, obviously, touching it. Briefly earlier, I and mean, there's been a lot of really big off-season trades, hasn't there, this year, and um, a lot of big moves. But for for you, what's the what's the biggest Rob? Oh.
1: Um,
0: see, give you a few ideas. You've got Stafford.
1: Yeah, I was going to say Stafford and Goff. Um, I think that's huge, mainly for the Rams. Um, obviously, they're getting Stafford, yeah. who I think is an upgrade on Goff. They're getting rid of Goff's contract. The Lions are downgrading and then taking on a bigger contract, which seems, you know, a bit strange to me. But um, you know, maybe it's just something that needed to happen for both parties to, you know, get a fresh start with a fresh quarterback. But you know I think Stafford to the Rams puts him in a place where you know he's similar ilk to Matt Ryan, you know great quarterback being with a team that's sort of not quite being there and you know Stafford deserves more I think from his career and he's going to a team now which could put him in a position to win a Super Bowl ring and I like Matt Stafford comes across as a great guy and you know, he's a good quarterback, so um I think the Rams won that trade. And I think it was, you know, one of the, obviously, one of the first and biggest trades of the off-season so far. I mean, quarterbacks as well. You've got Wentz going to the Colts. Um, That's
0: very so exciting, I think, the Wentz. It's exciting, not from a, I'm not sure what his production is going to be like, I'll be perfectly honest. But if anyone's going to get um, Wentz anywhere near back to what he was, it's going to be Frank Reich. Probably, done from my photo. It's going to be Frank Reich, I think, isn't it? And... um you know, if if Wentz had gone elsewhere, I think I'd be quite down on the idea of Wentz being any good. To be perfectly honest with you, but going to the Colts and you know, trying to resurrect his career as someone who knows him really well and has spoken quite publicly about how he would put Wentz right, I think it's very much. Uh, it's a really good opportunity for for Wentz, really, and it could work out really well for the Colts as well. I, I think it's a, I think it's a genuine fifty-fifty in my eyes as to whether that will work. But but it's it's a, you see absolutely why you know, all the pieces are there and, and why they both sides have gone for that.
1: Yeah, and I think, again, I touched upon this last week with Dan. <clears throat> you look at when Wentz won when MVP and the Eagles went to the Super Bowl and since then it's been downhill for him for injuries and performance and every year people have sort of wrote him off more and more and more to the point where I think a lot of people have written him off now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the Colts... Gives him the opportunity to prove to everyone that he's not done.
0: Mm-hmm. But I think the
1: issue that he's got is that whilst it puts him in a situation where he can prove himself again, it also gives him nowhere to hide because the Colts have got a good offense, have got a good defense, and if Wentz lets them down, then it's probably gonna, it is probably gonna do him. I suppose. Mm.
0: No, I totally, uh, totally agree with that. One more I just want to talk about. And obviously I'm sure you may have something else to bring up on that as well, but I think Orlando Brown going to the Chiefs is an excellent... So I don't want to be kind fan of any offensive tackle, I like guess, really. But, um, but yeah, I, I think that's a huge... It's, it's difficult to say how with the Chiefs because they are so good, but I do worry about the protection. I talked about it quite a lot, the protection Mahomes was getting in the second half of last season. Um, and Orlando Brown helps provide some of that, doesn't he? It left tackle there and... Um, I think that that could work out very well for the Chiefs, just giving Mahomes, yeah, that extra protection, six foot eight, hundred and fifty five pounds worth of protection there to give him, uh, yeah, give him more time. I think is is an excellent trade.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Orlando Brown going there, great player, um, and it will help them. But on the flip side as well, they did sort of dismantle their offensive line. Mm when contracts expired because they couldn't afford to, you know, keep them all. Um, I think they lost their, did they lose both the left and the right guard and the centre sort of thing and sort of dismantled their offensive line. So they needed reinforcements again across there. Um, So they did weaken it and then they've got Orlando Brown. So, you know, I think the jury will be out on the Chiefs offensive line. Um, I can't remember exactly who it was that they did let go and, the quantity, of it, but I think at least two or three of them, the starters did leave. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out for the Chiefs next year.
0: Any other big uh, big trades in your eyes, or if you want to, uh, want to go through there?
1: Um, trying to think, what else has happened? Really, to be honest, sort of feel like we've probably gone through the biggest ones. I think.
0: Mm. Well, no, absolutely. Um, so, a little
1: bit. I suppose Darnold going to the Panthers.
0: Yeah, that's going to work.
1: No, that a rubbish one. What's oh, that? Is that a rubbish one?
0: No, no, I think Darnold is going to work. I'm convinced of it. I don't know what it will. you uh, know bring lots and lots of wins to the Panthers, but I think it's just going to be so nice for him not to be chased around and turned and, turn and, and do nothing <coughs> And having people who can catch on the end of his under his um end of his froze will help as well. Um so I think that's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a breath of fresh air for him. Um and I fancy that's that's gonna be okay, if I'm perfectly honest. Um I don't know what sort of your your thoughts, your feelings are, but I think yeah, it's gonna work.
1: I think it's the same again, like you expect when you draft a quarterback highly in the first round that they're gonna come in and change your franchise and it doesn't always work like that. Mm. And in this instance, it then impacts upon that player that he's not as good as the scouts thought he was. He's not as good as everybody thought it was. You look at like Mitch Trubisky and he went number two overall and in the same year that Patrick Mahomes went number ten now Trubisky's gonna be a backup and you know he's not lived up to the hype and but you know, is it down to the landing spot, the coaches, the team around him, or is it down to the quarterback? But one thing you can always bank on is whose reputation does it hurt the most? The quarterbacks and Donald's in that same spot where people are questioning his abilities now. And he's got an opportunity with a fresh team and, you know, maybe dumping it off to Christian McCaffrey who can then, you know, get 15, 20 yards every down or, you know, make people think Donald's a superstar. Um, But, you know, we'll just, To see him, see how it plays out.
0: Mm. No, absolutely. Um, well, one more thing I want to cover off, obviously, unless uh, you've got anything anything else you want to talk about. I'm curious on your thoughts on, on Jalen Hurts and whether this is you know whether he nails down that QB spot for the Eagles. I think he's going to get a fair crack of the whip, I think he's going to get a good go. I also don't think he has an awful lot around him to give him the best opportunity of that, but you know every opportunity is an opportunity and he's going to get, you know, he's going to get a, uh, get a really good go. I'm going starting QB and he's a dual threat. Um, whether he'll just found out very quickly, I don't know, but, um, but do you think he'll, uh, do you think he'll be starting QB Eagles this time next year from what you've seen and what you've, uh, what you've heard?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, they've signed Joe Flacco, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, they've, Got Jamie Newman. Um, So, yeah, there's not a lot of competition there. I think long-term, the Eagles are going to want to give Hertz the opportunity. Mm -hmm. They obviously rate him. They put him in there back in the last season. He was drafted in the, what was it, second round. Um, So I think it's at this stage of the season, it's going to be his job to lose, in my opinion. I think he's going to be the person that They've got top of their depth chart. He's mm-hmm. going to be the person that they're working towards starting week one. It's going to be, yeah, just just the direction that they're going to try and go in in twenty twenty one, and then it's you know what happens from there. But I think he's going to be the starter, um, and it's going to be his job to lose. Is my thought.
0: Mm. No, I totally agree. And I think that's um, that's a pretty clear read of the situation. There isn't it, um, you know, honestly, not, not too much more to add on that one. Um, Rob, anything anything else you want to uh speak about? We spoke a bit about Rogers, anything else you want to talk about in that direction?
1: I suppose the only other thing is, you know, I've seen today about is the NFC North up for grabs if Rogers doesn't return. Um, you know, you look at the wide receivers they've got, you look at Robert Tonyon. So it of came out of nowhere last year when everybody expected Jay Sternberger to be the starting tight end, and then Sternberger was nowhere to be seen, and Tonian had a monster year, and um, you know, beyond Adams at wide receiver, they're pretty thin. Did Rogers elevate that team? I think when you look at who they've got, you could reasonably argue that yeah, he did elevate them beyond their potential. So if he doesn't return there and they have to go with somebody else at quarterback, does that open the door for somebody else to win the NFC North? Um, to take a line line, yeah. to
0: tell me the Lions are gonna are gonna win it.
1: Nah, no, not unless they eat everybody's kneecaps.
0: Um <laughs> but Yeah, take Rogers
1: out of there and then how does that impact on Green Bay? You know, Minnesota, decent offense, couldn't defend. The Bears, you know, proved that they weren't any the mugs last season. Getting to the playoffs, they've, you know, got Justin Fields now as well. They've made improvements. Um, you know, could the Vikings or the Bears pick the Packers to top spot in the NFC North if Rogers doesn't return? I don't know what you think on that.
0: That's an interesting. All the Bears, isn't it? Because they're they're quietly competent. I think, aren't they? Um, it's... I would, hazard a guess, you can have Andy Dalton at the top of the depth chart, but uh, I think you, you can almost have a possibly a bit of a fit to a situation there. If, even if you want the fields, you're Dalton, who's just reasonably competent, um, without you know without being without about to, you not gonna blow you away, is he? But you know you've got options out of QB. Obviously, Alan Robinson, second wide receiver as well. There's there's a lot to like about them without looking at them and thinking they're going to win tons and tons of um, games by a big margin. Um, I think they lack a little bit after the sort of starting starting string, if you like. Obviously, Damir Bird, who was at the Pats last year, I don't, don't think an awful lot of him. Um, sort of things do drop off in that second string, which you know is important if you want to win a division. I guess really um lions i think i agree with you in the sense of well, yeah i don't think the lions are lions are anywhere anywhere near i'm not down on gary goff as some people a lot of people really don't like him i think you know, he's done, i think he's done okay um the vikings again a lot of it's going to depend on their defense isn't it really cuz you know they're they're talented enough offensively um Defensively, what can they do? You could find it's just a very open league. particularly Royce Roy just doesn't play, so I think Rogers plays. Then Packers walk it. Um, if not, it could just be, be very open because you're lacking superstars there now, aren't you? Um, without him, and you haven't got anyone to elevate any of those teams, particularly unless Phil turns out to be a you know a brilliant quarterback in in season one and and plays a lot of games. Um, but yeah, there's, there's no one that jumps out as a, as a real superstar.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, with the Bears, yeah, whether Dalton starts and then Fields comes in. When you've got David Montgomery at running back, Mm -hmm. you've got Cohen behind him and they've signed Damian Williams, you've got Alan Robinson at wide receiver, Donald Mooney, who I am huge on. He did some great work for me in fantasy last year. (laughs) Um, You know, Anthony Miller. You've got Cole Komet at tight end, and Jimmy Graham last year had a monster year with, you know, he's getting on a bit now and he's old but you can't you know when they get on the red zone and the touchdowns that he got um, so I think you know they're they're not too too bad there and then you look at the Vikings and you know Kirk Cousins Dalvin Cook at running back Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson who you know had an incredible year so I think when you look at that they they seem more on offence like there's more there than what Green Bay have mm-hmm. potentially, um, but did Rogers just? I'm not crying. I'm choking on beer. Did <laughs> uh, did Rogers elevate him to the to the next level? And um, you know, I think if Rogers leaves, I think that does open the door for someone like the Vikings or the Bears to capitalise on that and and
0: mm.
1: pick them to the top spot.
0: So I guess obviously Rodgers there. I think probably both agree Green Bay win that league, a uh, division, sorry. Um, and then no Rodgers, I'd probably go Chicago.
1: Yeah, I think Chicago would be a, a good shout. Definitely.
0: Lovely. Well, wow.
1: we'll see how it turns out.
0: Yeah. Well, that's um, I just hounded you for opinions today, Rob. So I've, I've enjoyed it, but. Say very little and do very little apart from just throw questions at you. Well, I felt like I've been interviewed
1: this week, Fred.
0: I know. I either. Really relaxed. Put
1: me on the spot. (laughs) The show that we've got planned didn't actually quite happen. So I feel like I've, you know, been put on the spot and running at the deep end.
0: you swam admirably. Thank you, Fred. No problem. Well, thanks very much for listening, guys. Um, And, uh, yeah, catch you again soon. Yeah, thanks everyone. Goodbye.